Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Voyager actor, Garrett Wong, who in 1995 acted in the indie film Flesh Suitcase. <laughs> and myself, your favorite helmsman, Robert Duncan McNeil, a.k.a. RDM, Robbie D, McDunk, whatever you want. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast and lots more bonus material, all the extras, when you sign up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. <laughs> so, flesh suitcase. What are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? <laughs> why, why Why? are you just jumping all over the place? You, you don't even go in, in chronological no. order. You no. pull whatever suits your fancy. Like you're Whatever like, I feel. This, this seems interesting from his resume. Yeah. I'll just use this one. Uh, yeah, flesh suitcase. My goodness. Uh, what was that? It sounds it like a porn. Like a horror it does sound, well, no, it sounds like a horror or porn film, but it's neither okay. of the two. Um, okay. Flesh suitcase is a, it's a way to describe a human being that essentially smuggles drugs into another country. Oh, that makes you sense. You understand? So yeah. it's like taking the drugs in a balloon and the balloon is inserted, inserted into the rear the, side into the bum bum yes and so mm -hmm. that's essentially what flush suitcase is so wow um, so a drug uh, a, yeah thriller yeah. maybe mm -hmm. drama yeah. yeah dealing with um a drug connection in thailand or something like that so i was like the right hand man to the main drug kingpin something like oh. that yeah so i was i was not the flesh suitcase itself i was someone who good would say you will be a flesh suitcase you get to be a flesh suitcase so wow that's, i was the delegator i got to delegate who was the flesh suitcase who would be a mm. flesh suitcase i'm glad you weren't a flesh suitcase yeah thank you yeah so but it was you know it was just again one of those Indie films back Indie in the day. films, really, you know, low budget. There's not that kind of business way. anymore. Like there was a real business of those indie films and going to festivals or getting, you know, that distribution doesn't exist. on cable. That doesn't, not that as doesn't much. Mm. Not as much, no. People just go and pitch the streaming platforms and get a deal. Yeah. That's it, right? So, yeah. Okay. 1995. That must have been after the first season or during the first season or around the first season. Yeah, right there. Thank you for bringing up really random credits from my past you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> okay all um, right we're I here i can't i can't wait we're back to work i know part two. oh my god i want to know i want to know how does janeway how? say goodbye to, to this person that she just she's totally in love with this yeah individual clearly yeah. fast i know love, but you and, know and chakotay's trapped he is he's stuck up on the back side of the yeah. the back lot of paramount studios he's trapped there he's trapped with a bunch yeah. of mosquito bites on his face basically yeah right? so this is gonna be this mm. is gonna be crazy okay can't wait to, i can't wait let's go watch it let's go watch this for all our patreon patrons stick around for your bonus material and we will be right back with our recap and discussion oh man okay wow i'm gonna okay. say you know how you know how people go to see a movie and it was a great movie and then they, they go see the sequel and the sequel nine times out of ten is horrible or not up to par. Like it's very rare for yeah. a movie sequel to be as good or surpass 
very the rare. The Godfather is about the only Godfather, maybe Alien and Aliens, you know. Maybe, um, yeah. yeah. Well, I felt like Workforce Part Two was as good or better <gasps> than Workforce Part One. Oh, here and I'm will, also here going we to will say, differ. Here we oh, will differ. Oh, oh no! I, okay, yes. and I want to say why you rated Workforce Part One so highly. I was just thinking about it, uh, and I kept thinking about it, and I realized because the true title of Workforce Part One and yes. Two should be the best Paris episode ever, Part One <laughs> and Part Two, because it really is. It shows your character in such a positive yes, light you know what i'm it saying does. i mean yeah, it yeah, really yeah. shows this it's like your redemption your your final redemption episode in a way it's sort of like a, yeah it puts a period or or an exclamation on the point that on the uh, on the fact that harris has changed you know yeah, he's not absolutely. that bad boy anymore he's a family man he no he just wife. sits and watches cartoons and he, watches he likes cartoons. to just sit at home and watch cartoons and oh my take gosh. care of his wife that's all yeah. he wants to do and now that we've seen part two and part one, yes. the other realization I did not come across from the first yes. one is that Jaffin is Mark. Jaffin is essentially a doppelganger of Mark. I literally uh, thought very it was the same actor. No, this guy has the same voice and tone as the actor they cast that's as Mark. That's why she felt so hair. comfy. It's like, Completely. that's who she's... That's crazy. And I didn't put two and two together until... I just started to really listen to the cadence of this actor playing yeah, Jaffa. I, I literally thought and it was the same actor. It's that same sort of voice, same, you know, yeah. everything. And the mm -hmm. hair and the and just the overall look. Those guys could be twins, practically, yeah. I feel. So anyway. Well, let's do our poetry, because I just I sure. can't start talking too deeply until I get some, okay. All right, some here we poetry go. out there. Yeah. See, I, I'm uh, okay. I was so excited I, I jumped again. I know. Here's my know. haiku, my haiku for workforce. Okay. Part two. Thank you. Mm -hmm. A mall gets away. Voyager must find refuge. Don most arrested. <laughs> I love that you got Ralph the Mouth actor name. Yeah, I could have said Caden. You know, because Don Most and Caden, that's his character. Same. No, Caden arrested. Is Don Most is funnier. Yeah. But hopefully Don no Most. one tunes in and goes like, he was arrested? You know, and they think that I... Not I'm in real life. This is all pretend. This is all Believe pretend. It or not, it's haiku. We don't and, really fly in the Delta Quadrant no, in space. No, we have to do a disclaimer. In people's faces in case you were not sure. In case you're not sure. That's our disclaimer. Did you yes. get my first line? My first verse? What was a it mall, again? A mall gets away yes because he was known as amal Cote. Cote, yes instead of chakote he was amal yes. Cote. all right let's hear well, your... i didn't use his fake name in my poem you used, I used his real name real, real life okay name. go okay, ahead here we go here's my limerick chakote is undercover trying to save the day but janeway's new romance might get in the way the memory change plot is unearthed the mind games are reversed. As for a workforce, you can shove it, as we say. <laughs> I wanted to get take this job and shove it in there, but I couldn't. Uh, so get, you couldn't figure it out, and then you the squeezed whole, it at the very end. I love it. You can shove it. I, that's it. <laughs> that was uh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, Thank you. let's add to our guest stars list and our co-stars list, because we have new people, actually. Oh, yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, we have Robert Joy. 
who guest starred on this as Yaren. Love Robert Joy. He's my, my goodness. Since I was a, a young teenage actor, I was a fan of his. Oh my he, goodness. He was in the movie Desperately Seeking Susan, mm-hmm. classic 80s indie, cool hip MTV film generation. Yeah. Uh, Robert Joy was a big theater actor in New York. I knew him when I was in New York doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Love Robert Joy. Yeah. What was his first credit? Uh, it was a 1973 episode of Purple Playhouse. Not <laughs> sure what that is, but 1973. Wow. So you were nine years old. Uh, I bet he was like an credit. adolescent or something. He was probably a kid himself Maybe. or a teenager. Maybe. We also have co-stars. We have Jay Harrington. He played that young doctor, Ravik. Okay. He was the- I uh, know Most... Jay very well. Oh, you know Jay. Okay. I do. Okay. I forgot he was in this episode. Yeah. Uh, didn't know Jay before he was on our show, but I ended up directing a couple seasons of a show called Summerland. Oh, he was in Summerland. A, a regular okay. on. I yeah. got to know him very well on Summerland. And I yeah. feel like I worked with him again on either Desperate Housewives or Las Vegas, one of those shows. Yeah. Nice guy, though. Nice kid. Really nice yeah. guy. I nice. love Jay Harrington. He's awesome. awesome. Okay, so his very first credit yes. matches Manu Interami's very first credit. What is it? An episode is- of Pacific Blue. Oh my gosh. Manu was in a 1997 episode. Jay was in a 1998. So the next, the following season, oh Jay my was God. on Pacific Blue. And That's- Jay is now, he's been in that show. Is it SWAT or something? He's been yes. in for like. So from 2017, yes, I wrote that down too. From 2017 to 2023, he has been in 128 episodes of SWAT yeah. as Sergeant David. Deacon K. Next up, we have Michael Barons as Coyote. Now, last episode, I said I couldn't find anything about him, so I skipped over him. Coyote's the guy who every time our ship, he comes over and tries to track, steal our ship. The fighter guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in the other ship, and 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 he, you know, uh, the doctor repelled him the first time. Yeah. Okay, so I was just looking around, and I was like, okay, is this him? Is that him? No. And then I did Michael Barons' images, and then boom. He's a very distinctive face. And I found a little news story and it says, Michael Barron's named college finance director. He was appointed appointed as the director of financial operations and comptroller for the College of Liberal and Creative Arts for San Francisco State University. Wow. Yeah, this is a news story back in 2014. So clearly he's probably still So he went into like civilian life. he went into civilian life, but he's been teaching forever. Like he's taught, he has guest lectured at St. Mary's College, San Francisco Art Institute, California Art Institute, National Acting School of Finland, the Chinese University of Hong Kong, Zhuhai University, Sun Yat-sen University. So he's gone overseas to asia wow. to teach acting and drama and theater i mean it's unbelievable wow um, that yeah, but he only lists one credit for tv it says uh he worked on television shows like star trek voyager and then uh and he was in plays at the oregon shakespeare festival but then of course he went into wow. uh, the life of an educator and working at uh you know uh colleges so and by the way oregon him. shakespeare oregon shakespeare festival in ashland oregon is one of my favorite it- theater companies in america it's a beautiful town if anybody ever wants to see some amazing theater go to ashland oregon in the summer go see a play there they got a couple of theaters it's a great company I great actors so many good things about that yeah, so many people have so much praise about that i really want to check that out myself so yeah. thank you for um voicing that okay so next up after mr michael Barron. so sorry michael i did not get any information for you in the prior episode, but I did find something on this uh, for this episode. Good um, work. 
Yes, thank you. Joseph Will. Joseph Will played security officer number three. Now, it's interesting because Joseph Will has already acted on our show. Did he really? Yes. Who was he? Well, here, this is what's so crazy. The guy that fights with Chakotay at the very beginning. The guy, you know, Chakotay busts. Yeah. He busts open that one light thing, and then you, yeah. you see through the grating that there, there's two security guys, and one goes, "Wait for me!" And he comes up to investigate. He notices yeah. the force field is gone, and he then that's when Chakotay, yeah, he calls it in. Chakotay fights him. That's Matt Williamson. But I also found nothing on him because I didn't go deep enough. He's actually now Matthew J. Williamson. He goes by that. Uh -huh. He does not Matt. So that's that Matt William. That's the guy that we see all the time. The right. guy that comes up the stairs. And phasers Chakotay. You yeah. see him in the distance, but he's yeah. not clear at all. That's Joseph Will. Okay. Oh. He shoots Chakotay. Chakotay shoots him, knocks him out. And he's yeah. so far away, you never see his face, right? It's There's smoke and everything. But yeah. that yeah, is yeah. the guy that played Kellis the poet in Muse. The one that oh, was with Lana. That was sure. like, please give me more information about the Voyagers. Those, you know, but you know, I would not be surprised. Ron Serma, who did most of our episodic casting, all of it really, on Voyager, Ron Serma would often give small parts to actors that he knew in the business that needed right. insurance. Yes. They needed to make their days. And it might have been that, 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 been that. that yeah. actor who had done Muse yeah. said to Ron Serma, hey, I just need a day right. of something. It can be that I don't care yeah, what. See, that that, that feels sense. that yeah. feels like it was it was yeah. and Ron Serma was always great about that. A lot of those one-liners, one-off things yeah. were often just for helping out those actors to get qualified for their insurance. So. Yeah, because I was wondering why would he be a guest star on Muse in 2000 and come back the next year in 2001 and play insurance. a co-star and now insurance. we know and yeah. There you go. His first television was 1998, an episode of Frasier. That's his very first credit. So, nice. And we may have already talked about him from Muse. Mm -hmm. So, And then what's interesting with Joseph Will is that he goes on after 1998 of uh, episode of Frasier, he goes on to do a 1999 episode of Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, hosted That's by Jonathan, Jonathan Frakes. Frakes. Yes. So isn't this strange? He goes from Frasier to Frakes to Frakes show. Uh and then to us as Muse guy, that's his third credit. You no, know, funny is funny about that. What they, my agent called me when they were uh, creating Beyond Belief. I got a call to, to do what to host to it? potentially be the host because I had done this E Entertainment special Ooh. and they thought I did a really good job hosting. So they were like, "Hey, we're thinking about bringing you on to do this hosting thing." Oh my! And we God. started having conversations. I was like, "Oh my God. Holy crap! This is going to be a great gig for me, yeah. like a side gig." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it disappeared. And then and I it saw went to Frakes. Frakes. And yes, he became very famous for that. But, how did you know, that how how did you fall? He was a he was a bigger deal. I mean, I was you know, and I think they contacted me maybe in season two when they thought maybe our show was going to be a bigger hit and yeah. I would be a bigger host, but yeah. Frank's already had the big following with. Okay. TV. Anyway. Okay. Beyond okay. belief. Yeah. Yeah. But, but really interesting how that happened. Now jumping to the next co-star listed is Matt Williamson, who I did not talk about in the prior one either. I don't uh -huh. think so. He's security officer. Number two, he's the one that fights with Chakotay. He also 
plays a Klingon in Endgame, our final episode. So oh, so we're going to see him know, again. Uh, yeah, we're going to see him again. But I didn't even know that we even had Klingons in that episode. So we'll uh, see. Yeah, we'll but see. But he did co-star on the first season of Enterprise in 2001. And his first job was in 1999, a project called Swap Meet which has no information. I don't even know if it's a TV show or feature film. Maybe maybe it was actually a swap meet. He, that was, was his first job. He actually worked at a swap meet. Probably. That's probably it. He was selling tchotchkes yeah. at the... Uh, yeah, Used t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. At the Santa Anita swap meet out yeah. the racetrack. Mismatched okay. dinnerware, things like that. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, uh, all right. All right. And finally, we have Damar Riley. That's the last uh, co-star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damar played the alien surgeon. That's the one that was, inve- that oh, was sort of like scanning yeah. over a Chakotay. The lady. The, yeah, the, the lady. Kind of redheaded lady. Yeah, she looks so familiar to me. Yeah, she's done quite a bit of work. Uh, and uh, you may have... You may have directed her. It's possible. It's Maybe. very possible. Yeah. Her uh, Damara Riley's very first credit was a 1990 episode of the television series Midnight Caller. Midnight. Oh, Caller. yeah. Oh, but yeah. Damara Riley has definitely been, uh, yeah, you know, working ever since. Worked then, a lot. So I think maybe you might have known her from something you've done, possibly. All right, writers and directors. We knew Roxanne directed this. Ken Biller and Michael Taylor. I should, but also I should have stuck to my guns because I said like because the story is still the two from the prior episode. It is. Remember Ken that, and Brian? Yes. I was like, it's the same guys. And you're like, it's not going to be the same guys, but but it, it's not the same in terms of teleplay, right? The teleplay was they added one other person, Michael Taylor. They added Michael Taylor, right? and but and but Biller still the same. Biller stayed in both of them as a yeah. writer. Uh, Brian Fuller was Brian story got, on both, but got demoted, demoted to. to just story, just story and michael wrote the actual script itself with right. Ken. so yeah, yeah a, a team effort on this one but i can't believe brandon had nothing to do with it i could have yeah. sworn from the first day one that this was a brandon idea Yeah, you were shocked mm. you, were, you were shocked well let's get into it let's yeah let's dive do dive in let's um chakotay is stuck uh as the to be continued mm-hmm. finished left him off he was standing on the edge a dead end on a on a like a stairway thing. There was a force field there. Mm-hmm. And then he decides to break the force field. And I'm thinking he's going to jump over. But instead, <laughs> he breaks the force field thing to create like a distraction or, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, something to get their attention that something's happening up there to bring them up yeah, there. Right? Yeah, so, so one of the guards- He's laying a trap. Yeah, one of the guards comes up. He feels there's no force field. He calls in, they deactivated the force field, but- Chakotay jumps him, grabs his weapon. The other guy comes up mm. and shoots him in the shoulder, but he takes both the security guys out. So Chakotay's injured, but he's he's gotten away. And all I could think of was they're fighting on those those stairways in the back lot, the part that no one ever sees, the industrial side of those right. facades. Right. Anyway, it's those metal decks that are like. I, all I could think of, and I've done this, I remember, you know, having to do this before on sets that are built with that same material. It They're hurts. hard. It hurts. It's painful. It hurts. I know. They must have really been padded up there because that, you know, it was a great fight, hand-to-hand fight. But hey, I we don't think talk about we don't talk about that that often. But explain what padded up means to everybody. Well, they'll uh, put pads underneath your costume, so you'll have knee pads or or hip pads or back pads or elbow pads Mm -hmm. things like that but sometimes the costumes aren't very stretchy to begin with i don't think his was 
Yeah. And then you add those pads to it and you're walking around like the, the Michelin, Michelin man, man or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's not easy. So I yeah. thought they must have been padded up because those decks are nasty and they did a great yeah. job. They that did. Okay, we go to space. We see Voyager flying along with a shield bubble around it, force field yeah. of some kind, mm-hmm. uh, being fired at by a couple of ships. We go inside the bridge and the doctor is in my seat. What? How dare you? Yes. Everybody uses my seat in this episode. (laughs) You use it. Everybody uses it. Your seat Um, really gets around. It gets around. (laughs) But Kim is uh, back there working. I think you're at Tuvok station at this point. Maybe. I can't remember. Am I? You're somewhere. But Doc's in my seat. I made the note. Wow. And you say, you know, you can't penetrate their shields. Yeah. So they're firing at you. And then suddenly the doctor says he recalls in his tactical database when the Romulans disabled two attacking vessels by creating a photonic shockwave. He thinks of this like that. Kim asks, how do you do that? And the doc says, watch and learn. Mm-hmm. Which we'll come back We'll later. come back to. Yes. yes. He fires a photon torpedo at that. And then detonates it with uh, some phaser fire, and it creates a shockwave, hits the ships, and off they go. Boy, is the doctor proud of himself when he does that. He's so happy. And I thought in this moment, he repulsed two attacking attack ships (laughs) faster than our entire crew can do it. (laughs) We have been in deeper (laughs) doo-doo with the whole crew working on it than when the doctor just, boom. Uh, but anyway, it's, it seemed pretty easy I, what he did. Are you, is that a vote for AI from you? Is that I don't what you're know. telling me? I don't know. It's okay. a vote for convenient, right. convenient, easy re- repulsion. But the doctor did it. He's very proud of himself. Five more ships come in. Yes. So we're like, we're yes. out of here. Yeah, we retreat. Yes, we yeah. have to retreat. Yeah. We go into the bar. Chakotay comes in holding his shoulder, sits down at a table. Mm-hmm. And Janeway comes over and says, uh, you know, sorry, about my friend being rude, Jaffin. Mm-hmm. She checks on him. Is he okay? And then she invites him to go have a meal with them. Just and to, sit, to sit with them. To sit with them yeah. or celebrate. And Chakotay says, what's the occasion? She says, well, I've decided to move in with Jaffin. Now, two things here. First <laughs> of all, I felt my heart for, for Chakotay. I felt so sad for him. He looks so sad. And I felt poor Chakotay. That was number one. Number two. Mm. Who has a party and celebrates when you're moving in with someone? <laughs> like, I could see if you like got engaged or like it's your birthday or you got a promotion, but like, yeah. hey, we're moving in together. Let's have a party. It's people, seemed... yeah, people have a party that want to torture Chicote. That's who I guess has so. A I party so. to celebrate. I felt he was his mind was thinking about how am i going to convince this person that she is captain janeway and the fact that the whole moving in thing i thought he was thinking okay i can go hide in her vacant unit well that didn't occur i know he does that but that didn't occur to me i thought maybe that's what i was i was down on the emotional track on that okay that's fine yeah it is sad yeah speaking of emotions uh we cut over to the bar robert joy our detective yared steps over starts talking to tom and wants to know about the pregnant woman who's disappeared and tom Mm. is really concerned right away he even yells at at the detective at at yard at one point he yells this city is supposed to be safe 
Yeah, that, I was that like, was, wow. well, why, why, why did Steve? Why did I yell okay, at him? Okay, that, uh, that's my same question. Do you remember what you were doing? That, that I mean, what did you think your whole thing was? I think this is an option there. Like, you, is like, it, oh my God, she's in trouble. But then it doesn't go anywhere from there. Then well, we go it, back to calm it talking. Like you were scolding him. And and in real life, if, in real life, if you were being interviewed by a law enforcement officer, you probably would not yell at them like that, right? Yeah, so I was I just, I, I didn't know. But that's why. how much he loves Polana. Yeah. He doesn't care. He doesn't even know that Ubalana He doesn't is, even except... know, but he knows. <laughs> he knows. He knows. <laughs> hey, did you talk to Robert Joy on set a bit about how much I did. you liked his I did. work? I did. I remember, you... yeah, yeah, I remember talking to him about yeah. New York days and yeah. some of the theaters and shows that back in the day that I had loved and been really, uh, really inspiring and a couple things that I had seen him in. Yeah, we just, we had a, a really good conversation it was a, it, it felt very familiar hanging out doing a scene with him like the new york actors i remembered back in the day i love it yeah it was great yared questions him more about balana's missing the detective yared says that there was a short guy with mottled skin mm. and uh facial hair that that had talked uh, talked about her mm -hmm. and paris says oh that was the guy that was here earlier and he yeah. remembers his name and and then the detective says, anybody else with him? And Paris goes, oh, yeah, there was this other guy sitting right over there. We yeah. turn back to where Chakotay was, and he's gone. So gone. first of all, Paris like is wind. just spilling the beans here. He right? is. He's, 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 so naive. he's a nice guy, but he's kind of like, you know, he's letting everyone. Smart. Yeah, you're just airing the dirty laundry right now. Telling yeah. everything. We go to space. We see a moonshot of Voyager hiding in the crater shadow kind of thing. Yeah, I like that. It was very cool. Mm. Uh, over that space shot, we hear a doctor's log. I've never heard a doctor's well, log. Well, we've ECH. had yeah, we haven't had an ECH log. We've had a doctor's log, but not an ECH log. Yeah, so. we have an ECH log. He says that uh, we can hide at this moon because the paramagnetic core masks our signature. Now he's turned his attention to being a doctor and helping Torres. Can I try? Him. Can I try his line? I'm going to try it. Yes. Yes. ECH log, stardate 54622.4. I found an ingenious place to hide while we make repairs, a moon with a paramagnetic core that masks our energy signature. I've turned my attention to Lieutenant Torres, whose treatment will also require ingenuity. Ingenuity. All right. Thank you good. for that. That's good. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's the crowd going well. I was like, are you are you yawning? What what's happening right no, now? No, that was okay. A... Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's not... um okay. Okay, got it. We we cut into sick bay, and he's looking at some like MRI readings of her brain, mm -hmm. and talking about her last physical, and then the, what how her brain looks now. It's been radically altered. He says. Yeah. Neelix is very concerned. I love when Neelix gets sensitive and emotional. It's great. Mm -hmm. So Neelix says, "I'm going to take her on a whirlwind tour of her life. I'm going to yeah. remind her of you know who she used to be." Yeah. By the way, this whole scene was a wonder. And I thought mm. Alan Craker style, these two parts are mm. feeling like similar mm -hmm. vibes because because uh, the 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 staging of this and the and the camera moves of this scene reminded me of an Alan Craker uh, scene, and so I thought that was really smart for Roxanne. Roxanne to do, to do that, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, agreed. We go down to an establishing shot of the corn surface. By the way, I wanted to say in this just a general establishing shot, it blows by quick. But I noticed the little tiny people moving 
And it's a Dan Curry classic move. And I remember mm-hmm. I did this with, I worked with Dan on the TV show, Chuck. I, he came on to do our visual effects. And he'd always say, when we're building these kind of poor man's environments, these oh. establishing shots of places that we don't really have, mm-hmm. that if you just add a couple tiny people walking somewhere, that, that, that... the audience just buys it. Mm. And they, they overlook all of the other imperfections. Mm. Their attention goes to, oh, there's, is somebody walking or who's that? Mm. So I just noticed not much. There was only one or two little tiny people, but yeah. he added that in. So I totally bought that Dan Curry uh, establishing shot. Mm-hmm. Now we're in the medical facility with Tuvok. Poor Tuvok. Yes. Tuvok has sort of got the Harry Kim treatment. Everything happens to Tuvok. In this Poor episode. Tuvok. Poor Tuvok. Yeah. yeah. I feel a little bit like in this episode, by the way, we end with him being in big jeopardy at the end of the previous episode. Yeah. We don't really visit him that much anymore. Like this no. whole episode, you hardly see what they're doing to him or. No, clearly they're messing with his head. More. They're messing with his head. This is Jay Harrington's first scene. Yeah. I was excited to see him. He's nice. talking with Don Most mm-hmm. about he's got acute anxiety. Ravox says uh, depression. He says when he interviewed him, he was he he was not sure he's supposed to be here. That we've stolen his katra, he says, whatever mm-hmm. that is. So mm-hmm. he's got some Vulcan memories a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Basically, uh, the head doctor suggests this resequencing and en- engrammatic resequencing, mm-hmm. which is a radical procedure. Ravok says, and I thought, oh no, Tuvok's going to be permanently damaged from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the syndrome that they're calling it is dysphoria syndrome. This is what Caden has come up with. This yes. made up, you know, yes, affliction that they all yes, have. Where, yeah. Yes, where you don't know reality supposedly, <laughs> although they do know reality. <laughs> but I do get the sense at the end of the scene that Ravok's a good guy. And, yeah, uh, this young uh, Jay Harrington doctor or intern, whatever he is, he's going to be a good guy. I got I get a sense. Okay. So the next thing we see is kind of like a Borg cube flashback. Well, we don't know this yet, but uh, seven standing in that factory set, looking down at the catwalks and things, but it's created this like Borg cube memory of a yeah. similar environment. Yeah. And so she's very, you know, kind of thrown by this, goes into the supervisor's office, walks in and immediately all she does, she barges in and says, I want to know the status of employee 8583. Same rude seven. (laughs) She may have lost her memory, but she has no (laughs) etiquette of... Same rude seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the supervisor even comments on it. He's like, well, maybe where you come from, you can talk like that. But here it's polite to say good morning. Yeah. She does. Yeah. She wants to know about Tuva. Well, she she says she thinks that maybe his condition is contagious because he's talking about how he's having these flashbacks. And all of a sudden she has that flashback seeing the board cube. Mm-hmm. So she's just wondering if there's any type of, you know, um, if this is something he's passed on. Right. Um, she talks about he came in contact with other workers. Um, other people have expressed concern. That's what Seven's telling to the supervisor. Whether or not she believes that, probably mm-hmm. not, right? She's just trying to get to the bottom of this. Really. Yeah, and the supervisor says, don't worry about it. Tell him it's not nothing to worry about. And then yeah. suddenly the detective pops in. And I noticed in this moment, he comes in a door that's sort of behind them. He has to come in the door and lean around one side of them when he says, uh, excuse me, am I intruding? 
but then he goes around to the other <laughs> to side for the, the rest of the scene. <laughs> and I, it just reminded me of so many times, I'm sure you remember, where we would be asked, hey, when you come in, can you kind of go on that side and then move over here? And it made no sense. Yeah. Like, why yeah. would I go all the way over there? <laughs> the only reason I'm doing it is to yes. clear, you know, to be not blocked in the shot. But it makes no natural sense. That was one of those moments. I was like, oh, Robert Joy. He got asked to pop in on one side. You could even see him leaning. They were, they were molding us like clay figures in a way. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it was quite yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. I felt I, for Robert Joy in that moment. I was like, I'm, I'm sure, sure he did. did not want to lean around. And no. But anyway, he no. comes in. He's He says he's investigating some employees, Neelix and Torres. Mm -hmm. Seven says they both failed to report to work today. Mm -hmm. And then Yared shows Chakotay's photo and Seven recognizes him as employee 9363, but he didn't show up either. <laughs> of course she does. <laughs> and then we discover that he thinks that Chakotay is the reason the others are disappearing. So he's looking for this Chakotay like he's a fugitive. Right. Then we go to an establishing shot of the apartment building at night mm -hmm. and inside Jaffin's apartment, Janeway is unpacking. She's moving in and she has a whole lot of stuff for somebody who seemed to have just gotten to this planet. Tons <laughs> of stuff. It's just like, it's crazy that, and by the way, they had all this like like packing paper, yeah. Like you know, tossed around like she'd unpack boxes with the packing paper, yeah. But I haven't seen a single tree on this planet to make paper from, so I don't <laughs> really get the packing paper. <laughs> Seems like in the future you wouldn't use it, packing paper. You'd and use she, and she lived in the else. same building. Would you really cover your stuff in packing right. paper to move it there from was a lot? It was a unit lot of, to another. Yeah, I don't a know. lot of drama for like. Probably but a suitcase that she should have brought. It is a cute scene when he picks up the the spent plasma relay. It says, "You collect spent plasma relays," and she's like, mm -hmm. "Well, I like to think of it as a decorative object." So I thought yeah. it was well written. It was cute. Yeah, very, so it was very, cute. very romantic comedy kind of writing. Yes, in my yes. in my estimation. Yes, <laughs> but just, you're right. Just... Why all that? paper like what yeah the paper so, with a little yeah mm -hmm. uh then we go to janeway's apartment because she says as she leaves she says uh, i have to go get the rest of my things right Jackson's like wait there's more yeah <laughs> she has a lot of stuff anyway we go to her apartment um it is dark she walks in the door mm -hmm. my first thought is why don't you turn on a light to see what you're digging for um she doesn't turn on a light I, well, obviously she know, it, it's her apartment she knows where it's at She's probably like, eh. I mean, I walk in my office. Yeah, but then the and, reveal of Chicote would never have worked, right? He, you would have seen him immediately. Or no, you could have shot it so that you couldn't see him, right? So, yeah, yeah you're right. I just didn't buy it. Didn't, and, yeah, and, you didn't buy that part. Okay. Yeah, she's looking around for something in the pitch black. Yeah. And she yeah. pulls up a cloth, but I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a t shirt or something yeah. until the lights come on. Yeah, then you so know she, it's blood. And then yeah. you see that it's blood mm -hmm. and there's Chicote with his gun pointed at yeah. her. And yeah. that's our act out right there. Yeah. We come back and uh, he gets up, closes the door, turns the lights out again. Mm -hmm. Do you think he, he needed to point the gun at her in the first place? Why I think was he, he did. Okay. She doesn't know him. Okay. Well, she does he, from he, the factory. Yeah, but they she don't did, have trust. She doesn't know him, know him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I made a note that I wish when he got injured, that that alien disguise had started to fade. dissipate. Yeah, oh, it's like less. Oh, that would have been 
Nice. Because mm. then she could have been like, something's hey. changing about yeah, yours. Yeah. That could have helped trigger something. Yeah. But even though he was injured and suffering a lot, mm. his alien disguise was staying exactly the same. So, yeah. Um, and I know later on he does a, a moment where he reveals the disguise. So right, maybe, right. maybe they wanted to save it for that. But yeah. I just thought it would have been cool to see like he's injured, he's getting weaker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was a pitch. If we can go back and reshoot it, I think that'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, they talk and they're talking about the disappearance of that woman, Balana. And Chakotay explains that she was brought here against her will and she had forgotten her real life. And when they're talking, I did notice outside the set, outside the window, was like a beautiful backing. And what I mean by backing is uh, when you build a set, if you have windows... If you don't put something outside, it's going to look like a stage wall. You're going to see all the equipment and everything. So they hang these giant, you know, uh, nowadays it's photography. It's photographs of backings. But back then they could be painting, you know, painted backings or some. What was the backing of in that scene? It was a beautiful, like, twinkly city. And I was thinking you couldn't really make out the detail, but I bet they just rented a backing like you would use on any modern show, Mm. uh, you know, of a nighttime view of of whatever yeah and we never did that we never rented backings but because we we couldn't use them on a a space show you couldn't use like you know a a a new york city backing or right a view of things but this one was so sort of twinkly and just generic it fit outside and it was just beautiful i thought it, it was really beautiful and it worked yeah yeah okay my attention went to the backing i don't even know what they were saying (laughs) But Chicote says, you know, that he's here to help other people in the city, not just Bolana. And I'm even here to help you. And she says, but you're pointing a weapon at me. Mm-hmm. And I made another note here about the weapon he was using. Do you remember whenever we go to planets, they wouldn't build alien weapons every episode because it cost way too much. Yeah. So they would take these. They would take these pre-existing weapons. weapons yeah, pre-existing props. And pull something off. Throw something yes. on, stick a new little do he he here, you uh-huh. know, rework that. Yes. So it's a reworked weapon, is what you're saying. And yep. I noticed in this episode, there's an inconsistency of the weapons. Like the one that Chicote has here has kind of tubes on it and things like that. And then the right. one that Yared, Robert Joyce character, uses is doesn't all have solid. any of that. Yeah. It was just recycled mix and match props, but right. it was it was just that that was a moment where I was like, oh, I feel like we've seen this weapon before. Like yeah. it was a case on a Kazon phaser or something. Yes. Modified to be yeah. now a weapon for this, uh, for this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Chakotay does say, basically there's a lot of innocent people and I'm here to help. And mm-hmm. she says, well, first we got to do something about this arm. And so she's concerned about his injury. Yep. Back to our moon crater and then into Torres and Paris's quarters. And yes. it starts on a photograph, a photograph of the two of them with champagne glasses. And my first thought was, how did they get this photo? Like, there's nobody else in the shuttle with them. This is a still photo. Like, did they take a selfie? Do they have a selfie stick? Harry took it. No, because they're in the shuttle. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. They're I by know. themselves. I know what they did. They took us a, a still image from the episode. Yes. <laughs> from the episode, the episode drive, where we were having champagne yeah. 
They took a still of that and, and made that it, like a photo that you took as a selfie or pose for. Yeah. But who, who but no one would have taken it. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Just... <laughs> wow. In you're, fact, you're, Mr. You're Mr. Nitpick on this one. In fact, Neelix even says in the scene, he goes, Oh, that picture was taken on your honeymoon. Who took it? Sure. <laughs> anyway. Okay. That aside, that aside, yes. that inconsistency or that whole aside, this was a great scene. This really was. This is a scene of introducing basically Torres bit by bit into her old life. Neelix yeah. is there to support her. And the fact that Roxanne has to direct and also, I mean, she, I think there was more acting in this episode for her to do than there was in the first episode. Yeah, at for least sure. some more depth for sure. And oh, she was great um, in this episode. Oh my God, she was so good. And in this scene, you know, when she just, when she has that realization, she's like, he watches cartoons, just every, just, her cadence, how, how, just the way she approached it as an actress, not as a director, as an actress, um, was top notch. I was very impressed with this scene. Yeah, it was good. I, I will say, to me, it was a it was a very sweet scene. Mm -hmm. It played a little slow to me. I felt mm -hmm. like it was like, no, in fact, I, I would say my general criticism of this episode is it's very slow compared to the first one. It's just everything is very. I don't know. It felt very slow to me. But I have no problems with that whatsoever. Really? Oh my God. I wanted it to be slower. I wanted more slow. Give me more wow. of that slow scene. You know, it I was just, slow. It was slow for me. I, I was like, okay, was a, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. I had the feels, man. And when you get the feels, it doesn't matter yeah. how slow it is. I That's was just, true. I was enjoying it. I just, I just, I was bathing in it. I literally was, it was like a nice bath. And I, and when well, that scene ended, I was like, dad gummit. I want more bath. So, wow. Well, yeah. she does realize that Tom, the bartender, was so protective of her because in real life they're married and have all this history. So she Jeez. does realize at the end. Yeah. Um, and and you're not even in this scene, but but this is this is character development for you right here, yeah. you know? Yeah. So come on. This is a good yeah. scene. Yeah. Good scene. We go back to the power distribution plant. Janeway is trying to steal a medical thing to help <laughs> to help Chicote. How does she have that in her? Is that who's Locker it, is that? Is that her? I think locker? it's like a first or aid Jeff kit on the wall. Oh. No, I think it's a first aid kit on the wall. Oh no, I thought it was their own worker locker that she went into. But you're saying it's a first aid kit? Okay. I think it's just a first aid station in that in that work area. Right. But Seven pops in and says, "You can't take that." Yeah. But you she popped in stuff. like every high school drama where the person's opening locker. their locker and as they close it, the person's standing right there, right? Yes. So that, yeah. that gimmick was used. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. it was. Janeway says, this is for Jaffin, you know, my my boyfriend. Yeah. He's too stubborn. Uh, I'll just bring it back in the morning. Yeah. And Seven says, okay, be sure you do, though. And yeah. the supervisor, Seven sees the supervisor leave his office. So that's why she wants to get into the office. So yes. she lets... Janeway, she lets take Janeway go. Yeah. Once she, once she sees Baxter, I mean, not mm -hmm. Baxter, the guy that played Baxter and the supervisor. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's her main concern. She needs to get to the bottom of her mystery. So, yep. yeah. So she lets Janeway take the medical thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Chicote is going to be okay. We go in the supervisor's office and Seven is trying to hack into some of the files that yeah. he wouldn't let her see. She does have the security clearance. They display all these files. And the one thing I noticed at the end, the computer starts listing all the files of employees that arrived since Tuvok yeah. arrived. Mm. And it's all of our Voyager extras, our regular extras in yeah. that big file. Yeah. But the computer gives them names, gives uh, one Nazawa 
Kashimuro. It's and... given that name before, and has always been given before. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, what about what's the other one? Mackenzie William. That was um, no. That's Richard. Not... That was Richard Starstead. Yes, but was that it was... highlighted. So yes. he got a name. I'm he got a name. Yeah. A lot of our Starfleet extras got that we don't names. have names. Got a name here. They got yes. character names in yes. this. The computer listed them off. So I was very mm. happy that mm. everybody got an official name. I agree. Janeway's apartment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still dark in there, and that's that's the other thing, man. Shooting in in all that dark lighting was kind of cool, to be honest. So you yeah. don't see a lot of that. So I'm very confident on Roxanne's part as a director. So mm-hmm. in this scene, she's tending to his wound. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, does she have that? Does she have that thing on low power mode? I mean, it takes forever. She's scanning it and scanning forever. it. And scan- it should have been it should have been done already. You know what I'm saying? It there should took be- her a while to scan it, but they had to get yeah. out all the story. You know, yeah, so-, so the story has to happen. Yeah, he's he's talking about Voyager and mm-hmm. the ship that they live on. They've lived there for seven years. That he, he lives on. Yeah, that he lives on. Yeah, right. And he does say, "You seem really happy here," which yeah. I agree. Like oh, Janeway yeah. seems very, very happy. Very much so. She thinks her job is challenging enough. She doesn't want all this responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, Chakotay's subdermal communicator goes off. <laughs> She's like, "What's that?" He says, "My people are trying to contact me." And he starts talking. Now, my first thought is, if you're going to be wearing the super secret communicator under your skin, don't yeah. you want to turn it on mute or vibrate or something? <laughs> like, like, like if it, he has it on vibrate, I can turn my cell phone to vibrate. Yeah. But his subdermal <laughs> super secret communicator okay. chirps three times. Okay, fine. You're you have another valid point. <laughs> Man, you've been so picky on, on this up, haven't you? You've been grabbing it left and right. Little, but it's true. Like, it's, you know, you're a thousand percent right. I'm not arguing against it. As I, it. As I heard I'm that chirping, you. I'm like, they could call him at any moment. And yeah. he could be trying to lie, cover, yeah. you know, with he the could be talking to law enforcement people. Guy. Yeah, Yared yeah. could be in, in, interrogating him. suddenly he, as, his, his arm starts to his chirp. Arm starts and they're moving. like, wait a minute. <laughs> Put it on vibrate, dude. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, so Kim start. You start to hear. You hear Kim's voice. Um, yeah. and I forgot it's coming. It's coming through underneath his skin. Yeah. So it should be muffled. It should be like, are you okay? Yeah. That's instead of are you okay, Commander? You should have heard are you okay, Commander? And that yeah. would have been really funny. So that whole conversation happens. Kim's telling him what's going on. Chicote says, "Is there any way you can get me out of here?" Kim says, "No, we're actually eight light years away." Chicote is a little confused. How are you transmitting the signal? The doctor says, we're using a triaxolating frequency on a covariant subspace band. It was Bolana's idea. Uh, Chakotay says, oh, I guess she's feeling better. And um, the doctor says, yeah, she's responding well to treatment. So Kim does ask the uh, million dollar question. Have you located anyone else from the crew? And Chakotay thinks about it for a second. He goes, well, yeah, I'm sitting with Captain Janeway right now. <laughs> uh, so Janeway now realizes that maybe realize what he was saying is yeah. true. Right, but it's she's confirmed. Still, but she, but that that revelation to her is like someone threw a, a you know a bucket of ice water on her head. It was like a it was literally just oh my gosh me yeah. kind of a thing. The conversation goes on a little bit longer. We need to get repairs done. We need to get everything ready to go before we can get back there. It'll take a couple of days. Kim does ask about the shield grid, and Chicote says that he has an idea of how to shut it down. 
Um, but he wants yeah, to Yeah, which back. is going to come back to haunt them. That's part of their plan, yeah. but they're going to that's mm-hmm. going to get used against them later. The conversation ends and Janeway says, "Why did you call me captain?" Chicote says cuz that's mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah. But then this is where she flips out. She goes, "You know what? What? No, this is crazy. I mean, you what you're saying, I'm I've been manipulated my memories? No, I don't believe this." I, um and she's mm-hmm. she's just incredulous. She can't believe this is really happening because she, she has had no flashbacks like yeah. Tuvok or seven. Or seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's literally happier than she's Loving ever been her life in right seven now. years. This is the mm-hmm. happiest she's been. She loves it. She's given the time of her life. So Chakotay decides to prove it to her and he walks right. over in front of a, a mirror scans, the, takes uh, it off. Yeah. Uses the uh, dermal regenerator to take off all the ridges. And she's mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, we're the same race. And when he turned to her and said, we're more than that. And there's that pregnant pause. I thought he was going to say something else, but he said, we're friends, but I, yeah. You know, if you're a JC yes. shipper, you're thinking, Oh, there's, he's going to say I something he was else. Right say, here. We're more than that. Yeah. We're in love. <laughs> Why didn't he say that? Yeah, yeah. Why exactly. didn't he say that? I, I thought there was going to be a whole love triangle. Thing was, yes, 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 yes. We cut to Jaffin's apartment. Fen and Janeway's explained what Chicote said. And Jaffin can't believe it. He's no. Like, you can't help this guy. He's, he's abducted one of your workers. And, um, and then Jaffin is like, you want to help him? You want to go? Do you want to go with him? Do you want to? I was like jealous much. Yeah. Gavin's yeah. a little jealous here. His um, response. Jamie's response is also a little cryptic. Just the way how she said it when she was, do you want to go with him? And she's like, no, I did. The way it came out of her was just, it was very guttural. Extra, a little was, extra. Yeah. It was a little yeah. extra. I wasn't sure what, what she was going for there, but it was interesting. That's my note. But she did have great hair again. In this, oh, this scene in particular. This whole episode, both episodes, fluffy, she has great hair. Fluffy, yeah. great hair. I loved it. We go back to Janeway's apartment. Chakotay is pacing, and then the doors open. And he thinks he's expecting Janeway, but it's Yared with some security guys, and uh, they've got three guns on him. He tries Chakotay to grab, draws. Yeah. He tries to grab his gun, uh, that prop. His Kazon reu- weapon. The reused Kazon weapon. Yes. Reused Kazon yes. uh, prop. But he gets shot and takes a, a very nice fall. I thought this. I like that fall. Fun. Yeah. He did it without jazz hands. He did no not do the, the Broadway fall that I did. Only you do jazz. Only hands. I do, <laughs> do the, the jazz. Um, no, it was good. It was very good. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we're in the hospital and Chicote is being shown pictures of Torres and Neelix. And He's he, being interrogated. This is what yeah. this is. Interrogation. Yes. And he, he says, no, I don't know these people. No clue. Yeah. Never seen him before. Uh, Yared doesn't believe him. Mm-hmm. No. He thinks mm-hmm. that uh, Chakotay is behind this. And Chakotay is like, look, you're you're barking up the wrong tree. I'm not the man you're looking for. Uh, mm-hmm. And Yared's like, well, because now Chakotay has got his human features, right? He's like, yeah, you don't fit exactly. But I think that uh, once our doctor examines you, We'll find evidence of dermal regeneration. Dun dun dun. And this is when the the lady surgeon then yeah, gets just, a hit off of. She finds the the communication device implanted right. under his skin. Right. Here it says, "Remove it. Get it out mm-hmm. of there." Chicote is kind of begging at this point. Listen to me. You know, you got to trust me. We've got yeah. something in common. Yeah. Um, yeah. We both are investigating these disappearances. You know, I'll help you if you help me. Basically. Then Jay Harrington enters with some security. 
Yes, he does. And or actually, they're uh, they're security from the institute because they don't look like the other security guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're they're the security of the neuro neuropathology institute. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Jay Harrington comes in and he says, I got to transfer the patient to division six. Mm -hmm. Basically, Yared says, well, this man is a suspect in a serious crime. I can't let him out of my sight. Mm -hmm. Jay Harrington says, check the order. It's been approved by the director of investigations. So this is a whole, you know, this whole setup they've got with taking people's memories goes bigger than you can see that Yared is not informed and not the top dog here he's and he's also discovering. yes and not and also not part of the conspiracy or not part of the you know yes the, he doesn't know what they're doing the web of intrigue yes yeah up no until clue. this point i thought robert joy yared was a bad guy and in this scene oh, oh i okay. felt like oh he's not a bad guy yeah he's not no. the enforcer he's no he's just, just trying to do his job naive as everybody else yeah and i made a note maybe he's going to be a good guy well okay um, Good note. Mm -hmm. But while he's being wheeled away, Chakotay does throw that last volley. You know, as I am Chakotay, I am on a Federation Starship Voyager. Members of my crew are abducted. Look into it. Blah, blah, blah. And he's gone. He's and gone. we end on Yared's face. And Yared's definitely thinking like, hmm, the wheels are turning. He's mm -hmm. feeling like some, something is amiss. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We go to the mess hall next. And Neelix has a fancy flourish with some pancakes. A nice little, we come in on pancakes and then we see him kind of swing it around a bit and give yeah. it an elegant flourish for Torres. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what Torres likes to eat, pancakes. Mm -hmm. This is part yeah. of her thing. Yeah, pancakes and maple syrup are your favorite breakfast, mm -hmm. Neelix says. She eats them, loves them. Uh, she's she's reading something. Neelix asks, what you're reading? She says, personal logs. Mm. And Neelix thinks she's reading about her, her own, own logs. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, no, they're Tom's. And Neelix is like, wait, that's, that's private. She goes, well, he is my husband. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Neelix is like, hmm, what do they say? Yeah. He wants, no. he wants yeah. to know. She's like, nope, private. I can't tell you. But then she goes, um, but the way he describes me. And again, what the way she, you know, how she acted in this scene was so good. And Neela's like, oh, he loves you. And she's like, yeah, I guess so. So she's finally realizing how much Tom Paris goes to bat for her, you know, uh, and how he feels about her, how he puts her ahead of everyone else, pretty much. Even Harry. Yeah, she's learning all of this and reading his logs. And it's all kind of coming back to her, this realization. And did she cry at the end of this? Did she have a little tear or something? It was just very sweet. It was, it was very, I like this scene a lot. This one didn't feel slow to me. Oh, good. Yeah. Maybe she did. Maybe she did have she a little bit kind of teary. teary. Yeah. But it yeah. was very sweet. Mm -hmm. um, we go to the ready room with the doctor and Harry. Mm. And the doctor starts sitting in the captain's chair in her office. And it's just like, oh, my God. Classic. A classic, classic doctor overcompensating move. Mm -hmm. But he's sitting there. He says he's been analyzing the corn patrol ships and devised a, a way to evade the the uh sensors mm -hmm. and harry gives him a compliment you do have a knack for tactical planning yeah they're still kind of snarky with each other well yeah i love this whole runner with the doctor and harry and the yeah the, the whole thing and the way it, it works all the way through yeah all and, the way through. And, and you even said this when we when we reviewed the first episode uh part mm -hmm. one you were like well maybe it'll have a resolution you know because yeah. i was talking which about it does and, and it I does it. it really yeah. does but but it's it's funny because the doctor in this scene suggests that 
um, he wants Harry to help him reprogram his program to, mm-hmm. to be more, you know, more than the medical hologram and more of a command hologram really is what yeah. he wants to do. And yeah. Harry kind of calls him out on that, you know, and he's just like, yeah, you, you, you just, uh, you would like command so much. You don't want to go back to your old job. And, and, uh, you know, the doctor does say, well, I am skilled. I'm a skilled officer. And Kim calls him out. He says, no, you, this was programmed into you. It's not like wisdom that you've had multiple yes, missions. Yes, you've and got you know files. Yeah. You have, you've just files about what other people did, you know, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much your knowledge. Um, but uh, the doctor does agree with that. He understands. And so there, again, it's still sort of it's there's still this sort of uh, head to head going yeah. on here between yep. the two of them. Yeah, definitely. There's still some conflict there in a good mm-hmm. way. It was fun, fun yep. to watch. Yeah. We we go to the corn medical facility next and Chakotay has this kind of it's a close up of him. He's got this kind of helmet thing on or this yeah, surgical. He looks like he's lying down. It's hard to tell cuz he's right side up in the frame, but as the camera pulls out yeah, uh, we realize he's talking to Voyager, right? And it's got this twist to it that we realize he's not standing up; he's lying yeah, down. He's lying down, yeah, and he's being manipulated too. Did you like that shot? Yes, I like that shot very much. The thing I I really noticed about it, I know the tool they had to use to get that shot. Mm. It's called a three-axis head. And back when we made Voyager, it was very rare that TV shows used a three-axis head. They were expensive and time consuming a three axis head basically means it can pan it can pan side to side right it can tilt up and down yeah and it can rotate like this so that's the third so axis then. all those things okay. at once you can yeah. rotate while you pan and you tilt right that's the three axis um so she pulled out of a close-up and rotated and widened out and boomed down and tilted. And it was a very tricky shot mm-hmm. and very ambitious shot, especially yeah. for our show at the time. We didn't use those tools very often. Yeah. So I thought good on her to, to do something different. It's kind of revealing that he's not right side up. Correct. Metaf- metaphorically, he's not right. standing up. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he is actually lying down and yeah. he's under some sort of hypnosis. Kind yeah, of he's being he's he's brainwashed. brainwashed he's completely yeah. saying things um, under uh, being forced under duress, basically. Yeah, and he, um, and he's he's drawing them into an ambush. He's telling yes. Voyager, yeah. "Come on in, it's safe." Yeah, I'll I'm let gonna, you know. I, Yeah, he says like you're gonna shut down the shield grid. I'm sending you the encrypted instructions, and then you see the hand with the alien pad sending the encrypted instructions, mm-hmm. telling you where to enter. Uh, orbit and you know this -hmm. is the best place to go so kim says yeah we have a commander and for all intents and purposes kim thinks well it is chakotay's voice so Mm -hmm. he doesn't know that it's not him right Mm -hmm. at this point uh Um, we have the wrong information yep and then coyote is there and he says i'll have three ships they won't escape so it seems like we're in a ambush and then ravok comes in jay harrington and he says, you know, I've been thinking to his boss, uh, the head doctor guy, I've been thinking maybe we should issue a health alert about this because it's happening to multiple people. And <laughs> and Don Most gets really uh, offended here. He's yeah. like, you think I'm an idiot? Like, I, I, I'm I, taking care of this. Don't worry about it. And uh, Ravox says, I'm sorry. You know, I, sh- I apologize. And, uh, and so Cadence feels like he's, you know, gotten him off the scent of this 
conspiracy that they've got going. Mm-hmm. But I felt like, yeah, at least Ravik tried. We go into the bar. Our detective Yared is there and talking to Seven. The detective basically says, why is Tuvok trying to get this information on coworkers? Mm-hmm. And Seven says, you know, I don't know either, but one of them was Bolana Torres, the one that's disappeared. Mm-hmm. And Seven reveals that 136 others, including myself, when that's began and working the same day. I was that's like, oh, is that our current numbers? That's in my note. I'm like, we got the number. So now we we know the exact number. What is the exact number? It is. 136 plus plus uh chicote no no wait wait is she count, wait 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 is she counting chicote in the thing no no, no okay so chicote neelix and harry so it's 139 39 right yeah you're not counting the doctor yeah. so 139 no. so 139 yep. crew members plus a hologram mm-hmm. now we know what we have left now we know original one at least we know something. for this episode yeah yes Anyway, they talk about how unusual it is uh, that that you'd get so many at the same moment from yeah. the same species. Yeah, it just is is weird, and we all came through the same neuropathology, which just it, there's a lot of suspicion here. Tom comes over and he says, uh, "You know, any did you find out anything about Bolana?" So again, on his track, he's just worried about Bolana. Well, Seven says he can't help you. He's been relieved of duty. And Paris yeah. is a little dismayed. He's like, oh, okay. And that's when Seven says, well, this man is also in Tuvok's file. Mm-hmm. So talking about you. And, and then Paris like, is like, wait, what are you talking about? And she yeah. goes, and Seven even says, why don't you tell him? And Paris is yeah. like, tell me, tell me. Tell me Come what? On, tell me, tell yeah. me. And Yerb says, Yerb uh, says, no, I've got to get back to the hospital. No, and, he says, I uh, can't go back to the hospital. And start oh, that's right. Questions, yeah. He he he, uh, he says he can't go back. And Seven says maybe she can help. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why can't Tom help? He keeps going. What file? What? Tell me what? What are you guys talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about? <laughs> you're like, such why? An, just you're like tell him something. Beaver. I know. Tell him something. You're really he good can at help you guys. <laughs> Space doesn't make you sick. That's what they yeah. should have said to you. You're a good pilot. Seven Ravik's is now office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Seven says. Uh, that she's been experiencing some, you know, upsetting thought. She doesn't think it's serious, but she just wants to speak to someone. Mm-hmm. And that's our act out. Okay, so we come back. We're still in the office with Seven and, and Ravik. He's looking up some files. She gives her employee number, 8586. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, oh, yeah, you've been here before. Mm-hmm. And she confirms, yeah, when when she first arrived. And he says, yes, you had dysphoria syndrome. Oy vey. Enough with his dysphoria made up syndrome. <laughs> she can't remember anything. He's like, I don't remember that. Yeah. yeah. And she said, well, I really want to speak to the expert about this. And he goes, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Dr. Caden's very busy. She says, uh, well, so am I. I'll just wait until he returns or till he's free. And Ravik says, okay, well, you wait here. I'll go find him. I'll go find him. He's probably cashing some checks, residual checks from happy days, but he'll be right <laughs> back. Okay. So Ravik goes, Jay Harrington leaves, and Seven's left alone for a minute, and she gets to hacking. Hacking that computer. Oh, yeah. Looking up files. That's what she's doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we're in Jaffin's apartment next. Mm -hmm. And uh, Yared, the detective, shows up. This is where, actually, Janeway is looking out at that backing. This is where I Oh, the backing. backing. Staring out at that backing. I'm like, that's a beautiful shot. But I know it's all... It's not green screen. It's a, they just put a, 
you know, an old Hollywood backing out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, Mm -hmm. but Yared shows up and wants to talk to Janeway and shows her a picture of Chakotay. Asks if, do you know her? Do you, or do you know him? And Janeway says, no, no, never met him. Then Yared says, well, you really, you don't know him because he was found in your living quarters with a dermal <laughs> regenerator that you removed from the plant. <laughs> Busted. But Jaffin, being the gentleman that he is, he takes credit. He goes, no, no, I was the one who helped him. Me. And Jamie was like, no, no, Jaffin, stop. 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 And then she steps around and she takes his arm. And I remember Kate used to always do that. She would, she was, she's very touchy, Kate, in real life. Mm-hmm. And when you're standing with her, she would often like grab, grab your arm and sort of like, uh, like you're going out to the prom together or something. Do you yeah, remember yeah. that move that Kate makes? Yes. She did that. <laughs> That's her, her, I'm going to escort you over here. Yes. You know, yes. That move. Yeah. She did it with Jaffin in the scene. It was a classic Kate Mulgrew. Take the arm like you're going to the prom. She put her real life into the actual, the artificial life. I love it. I love it. But she admits, yes, she knows him. And he was from a starship. Her said he was from a starship. He and members of his crew were abducted. And Yaren says, tell me everything you know. And then we go out of that scene. And we go back to Ravik's office. And Seven's not there anymore. No, but Caden is, and he is pissed. He's just yes. like, what? How could she just walk out? And so he's not happy at all. But is this a scene where where Ravik starts to just question Caden about the whole- Yes, he's really yeah. trying to, he's like, something's fishy here. Yeah. And, you know, Amal Cote claimed that his friends had been abducted and had their memories altered. And Caden's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you implying? And mm-hmm. he starts to go get some water. And something happens <laughs> yeah. while they're yeah. talking and Ravik's yeah. like trying to talk about, you know, putting all this together. Yeah. Basically he says, you make, you've been making false diagnoses. Yeah. Uh, selectively changing what people remember and se- then sending them out to the plant to work. You just so did a padded thing. You said false diagnoses. So that's like a padded yes. thing. False diagnoses. Like that's it. Okay. Yeah. But he's put it all together. Basically, Aravik has put it all together. Yeah. And that's when he goes to pour, Caden goes to pour a glass of water. And there's a <laughs> moment here where they're talking and he takes a, takes a sip of the water, but he never swallows. It's like a fake sip. Oh, my God. It was I, really. Did you think at that point Caden was going to turn around and shoot Ravik or, or face him? I did. Yeah, because I yeah. thought this is the end of Ravik for sure. But Caden's actually very calm. Caden's sort of like, okay, yeah, Um yeah okay i did kind of do these things right and uh i did it but I, it makes and, everybody's lives better exactly and and ravik's like but you're making money off this and caden's like well doesn't a doctor you know deserve to be compensated yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. that's Ra- when he fake swallowed that's when he fake oh, is that swallowed. what it was okay yeah Ravik then says i'm gonna report you and caden's like to whom my research is funded by the ministry of health uh, criminal investigations oh well is the director of investigations who ordered Amal Cote to be placed under my care. So basically, Caden is a, uh, what, what's my term? A connected individual. He has yeah. all these. He's part of this, but he oh. does say not and not everybody knows. Just a few trusted people know right. what we're doing. Right. And the question is, are you going to be a trusted person? Yeah. Will so, you be complicit in yes. my duplicity and duplicitous yeah. behavior? So Jay Harrington, my buddy. He's got a moral dilemma at the end. He of the does. Story. He does. We go to the bar again, 
and Paris is looking at a picture of seven. <laughs> yeah. And security says, Hey, have you seen her? Uh, yeah. She's considered very dangerous. And mm -hmm. Paris is like, she's never even been in here. Nope. Good liar. Good Paris. You are. And then they leave. Mm. And literally like half a second after they leave, Paris turns and goes, it's safe now. I was like, dude, <laughs> Like, give it a few beats. It's not safe. <laughs> like, he he just left three seconds ago, right? Yeah. He's going to hear you go, it's safe now. Like that, yeah. especially. Yeah. yeah. So I it wish can't. I had taken more of a beat to like beat. Or, beat, beat. or I didn't. Would you have, would, or you could have went, it's safe now. Could have whispered or it. Something. I don't know. <laughs> or you could have went, Ca-caw! Ca-caw! Yeah. like that, you know, like a code thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so they talk about these files. Seven is found. And she says, yes, Chakotay is telling the truth. Jaffin's name was not in the files of people's memories that were altered. So we know he's not stolen. And uh, Janeway uh, wants to know about her real identity. Yeah. And she says, you know, his crew has contacted him. They were using a triaxolating frequency on a covariant subspace band they've got a plan seven basically says um you know maybe yared if you could take me into your custody we could go back to the hospital and uh, we could help chakotay and tuvok mm -hmm. and so we cut from that moment with seven proposing a plan to she's now in the medical facility unconscious mm -hmm. in bed mm -hmm. yared says uh you know when he took her into custody he had to sedate her supposedly yeah, right she wouldn't come voluntarily so he's got a story and don most says uh well her condition is obviously worse and i'm gonna have to treat her yeah. which of course her condition isn't worsened she's not even unconscious mm -hmm. but uh, um <laughs> but uh yared says uh there's a couple other patients that i'd like to uh to talk to and he shows him a list and Don Most, Caden says, nope, uh, sorry, these people cannot be disturbed. That's when Yared pulls his pulls gun. His, his phaser. Different than the gun. <laughs> the other guys use. Yes, yes. He has a special phaser. Yeah, Caden yeah. tries to hit an alarm, but Seven jumps up, grabs his, his arm, and uh, she's a good faker. She faked being unconscious very well. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a better blocking of, it was almost like she was like, like his arm was, she was like, Eh. she's like you know no i i would have liked to seen some really cool physicality there yeah. it's just because it didn't seem because when she says i suggest you comply it's suggesting that she's using some borg strength there to kind of yeah. you know with withhold him but it didn't look like that to me it didn't all. look like that it, it wasn't was pretty, a struggle it was yeah. a quick simple scene i feel like it's mm. it's sometimes when you know we were making these episodes there's some scenes where we got 45 minutes to shoot the scene. Let's just get in and out. And it was then probably other a time scenes, constraint, right? Yeah. You couldn't get around to it. Yeah. And then other scenes where you know it's going to take three, four, five, six hours to shoot. Yeah. yeah. You kind of buckle down. Yeah. We go off that moment, Seven holding Caden's arm to like a the back door of the closed plant. I guess the plant was closed and, mm -hmm. and uh, Jaffin and Janeway are sneaking into the communications uh, office. Mm-hmm. In, in the plant. Mm -hmm. uh, we cut to a, a flyby out in space with the Voyager heading towards Quorum. And I made a note here. So there's three humans on this ship right now. Mm -hmm. And the ship is flying by us in space. Every window had a light on in it. 
It's <laughs> like, don't they conserve power? Like, there's only three people on this ship. I mean, I, you know, I go down the, to the other room and I turn out the lights. I don't leave the lights on in every room in my house. It's so true. Why oh don't they God. turn off the lights? No wonder the ship keeps it's breaking. Just, it's just three people. <laughs> every light was on on the ship as it flew by. We um, see Janeway, a kind of a confused Janeway on the view screen. Harry's like, Cap Captain? And then Janeway responds with, why don't you just call me Catherine? And I'm like, okay. That would have been funny if Harry's like, okay, Katie. Uh, yeah, by the know. way, Harry's in my chair. Uh, somebody no, else. Oh, I'm in the captain's chair. Am I no, in? You're in my chair. Really? Okay. Yep. okay you're sorry. right down front. I'm just keeping it warm for you, buddy. That's all. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's talking to them from the distribution plant. Uh, then Torres pops in. And yeah, because Janeway goes like, he told me you had proof of of uh, talking about Chakotay, of who some of us really are. And Torres pops in and says, we do. Mm -hmm. Janeway's like, you're the woman that was abducted. Torres does talk about how Chakotay was supposed to deactivate the shield grid so we can transport you and everyone else to safety. Um, so please, if you can figure out how to shut that down, help us. Help us now. By the way, yeah, so you and Roxanne were standing down front by, you were sitting in my chair, mm. and she was standing next to you. And do you remember when we would shoot scenes on the view screen, they'd put a big tape X yes. on like a stand Yeah. This for an eyeline for us to look at? Yeah. This is a moment where I looked at the two of you, and I don't know if you were looking at the same spot. <laughs> we had the wrong eyelines. Oh I don't know God. if they put the taped X on there because it looked like you had yeah. you, like you were looking a little more to the right, and yeah. she was looking a little more. To, oh know. no, the looks were a little different. So oh no, oh well, what are you gonna do? Well, she's acting in the scene and she's directing herself. It's you know something's gonna slip through the cracks. It's got the eyeline, yeah. the eyeline one to, and yeah. and it's most noticeable when people are down there in the front. Honestly, like. For me, because I'm in the front, when I would be looking at the wrong place, yes. but Janeway and Chakotay, everybody behind me was yeah. looking a little different, right. you couldn't notice it. But when you got two people in down at that front at pilot At the same station, level, yeah. And and they're looking slightly different. Right. Yeah, it's noticeable. Yeah, it's a, it's basically a three-level bridge, right? The mm -hmm. level that Tuvok and I are on, the level that Chakotay and Janeway are on, and then the level that you are on. You're, yeah. you know, you're the third lowest, the lower level. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, but what, what kind of bugged me is that she's asking for proof. Like, how? where's the proof that I mm -hmm. am who I am? And Torres comes on screen after Janeway says, you know, you have proof. And she's like, we do. Janeway says, you're the woman who was abducted. And then Torres goes, well, Chakotay was supposed to deactivate the shield grid. She never explains the proof. Like, where's the proof? I I, I don't mm -hmm. I don't get it. It was sort of a, a roundabout way of um Well, she's not quite accepted it yet. Yeah. But she's got the proof. She just hasn't made the decision to help. And uh, Oh, you're Harry saying the proof is the fact that she's contacting us? That's it? Okay. Yeah, the proof is the fact that Balana's there and saying yes. Yeah, I'm not abducted. You. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. But th that moment ends with Harry saying, please shut down the shield. And so so that you know we can get our friends. Right. The transmission ends. We don't know what's going to happen. And then Janeway steps out into the, you know, the factory area, yeah. calls for Jaffin, and there's a supervisor there instead. There's some guards. She seems trapped on this catwalk. 
we go out out to a commercial and end of the act and also the voyager was under attack as well at the end and of voyager was under attack and she's mm-hmm. trapped in this catwalk what's going to happen we come back from the commercial break yeah the supervisor says don't move and she jumps off of the catwalk her stunt person did a great jump um <laughs> yes and and lands okay. down below yeah Jaffins uh sedates the security guy takes his gun starts shooting the other people they hide behind a console Jaffin and Jane I, I, I gotta say for an engineer Jaffin's pretty handy with that phaser yes, I mean, he, he was just taking people out aiming perfectly it was like wait a minute mm-hmm. are you someone else like maybe an undercover somebody I don't know mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yes could be all right but Janeway says when they're hiding behind this console, she goes, we need to shut down the main generator. So yeah. now we know she's going to help. Well, actually, she doesn't have the right, you know, tools to shut it down. But she says mm-hmm. that if she actually makes it think that the core is going to overload, that the computer yeah. will then shut down the shield grid automatically. That's yeah. her plan. Then we go to the medical facility next. This is... The 360 shot where basically the camera sees Caden bringing in Yared and Seven into this medical facility. And then as they look off camera to see where their friends are, the camera whips over to, um, mm. you know, Tuvok. And then it whips over to someone else. And then it whips mm. over to someone else and it comes all the way around. It's like a crazy sort of 360 point of view. Very um, energetic. I don't know. It was a little disorienting that shot to me because then it came okay. back to, to Yared and Caden and seven. Yeah. And then they started yeah. going to, to help people. Uh, seven's looking for uh, Tuvok. And also seven notices that Ravik, the doctor that she's yeah. been talking to is also on a bio bed, unconscious under a brainwashing helmet thingy. Mm-hmm. So clearly um, he stood up for uh what was right and he told Caden that he wasn't going to be complicit yeah. and Caden basically put him on you know knocked him unconscious or did whatever yeah. and put to him shut on the him table. up yeah to yeah. shut him up we go back to the bridge at this moment and the ship is under attack mm-hmm. uh we're losing shields harry asks the doctor is there any uh, uh advice from your tactical database um doc says nothing relevant and then he gets an idea. He does. How many escape pods do we have? Tor says five. He says, stand by to eject them. And the doc's like, I don't think abandoning ship is the answer right now. Harry's like, no, neither do I. Ooh. And then he has this plan. Yeah. Can you create uh, a dampening field around the briefing room that'll mask our life signs? That's what Kim says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the doctor says, I believe so. Why? And Kim says, watch and learn. Repeating the repeating same line the that the doctor, doctor said, said earlier. Yes, yes. yes. Did you think, did, did it play right well when I, when Harry says, how many escape pods do we have left that he comes up with an idea? Did it play well for you or do you think oh, it yeah. was not played well? In that oh, way? no, I thought it played great. Okay, I can tell you, you were putting an idea together. You, okay, good. You good. had, you know, doctor didn't have a solution for this one. You've got a solution for this one. Okay. So it worked. The scene worked. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. Uh, the coyote says you're going to have to surrender uh, yeah. your vessel. Your crew- and yeah, and when we cut to the bridge again, now the doctor's in the captain's chair. Mm-hmm. It appears alone. Right. So yeah, it so looks the, like the humans. He's the only way, yeah. The humans have left again, right? Mm-hmm. So and all three of the escape pods have been tractored in by 
by Coyote's fellow, you know, uh, accomplices in their ships, yeah. right? So that you, yeah. you're seeing that shot too. The Doctor sort of stands up against Coyote and we do see the explosions of all the escape pods. When the escape pods explode, they don't really cause the other alien ships to explode, but they do knock they them out. They throw shockwaves yeah, or, yeah, you know, damage. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're offline. Everything, all their, all their systems are offline, clearly, yep. right? So... And then uh, Harry leads the crew back in mm -hmm. uh, from the briefing room. And the doctor's, ooh, he's impressed. Bravo, uh -huh. Ensign. Like, yeah. how often does he say that to Harry? Never. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Then we go back to the power distribution plant. Janeway is trying to reach up to the panel. Yes, seems, without getting shot. <laughs> yes. Very easy to overload, to overload the entire just... planet's energy system grid with two buttons with one but it was one button are you sure <laughs> no. it was like slow 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 push and now the whole planet is shut yeah. down or she did detected mm -hmm. yes initiating emergency shutdown yes yeah we see these planet surface shots yep the whole place everything's just zoom, 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 going down yeah, i loved it i loved it we go mm. to the bridge shield grid is failing uh transporters are coming online says okay. torres Yes. yes, we do see the beam out. We see seven being beamed out. Chakotay, Tuvok. Now, when Janeway is being beamed out from Jaffin, Jaffin, the actor playing Jaffin, does this thing where he's trying to, like, caress her face or something at the last second as she's yes. leaving. Like, come back to me, which no yeah. actor has done in the history no. of Voyager. No, that's so, a, that's yeah. a first for us. That's yeah. a first. So good on you, bud. So Very you got dramatic. that somehow done, and uh, you escape the editing floor so they're saved they're beamed out just uh in the nick of time and we have a space flyby with the ech log supplementals basically saying you know that thanks to his experience with lieutenant torres that he's treated everyone else uh quickly he still has just a few command duties left to perform which is <laughs> he's got to meet with the ambassador yeah so we're in the briefing room and harry and the doctor or the emergency Command hologram are in there. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, it's Jennifer he Anderson's was... dad. Is, is yeah, in Jennifer the Anderson's room. dad. Yeah, and you're mm -hmm. a, um, and Neelix. That's true mm -hmm. in the Doctor. But we do find out that evidently Caden has done this to several thousand of his patients. And yeah. I started thinking, okay, I can understand hiding a few hundred people that he's kind of but several thousand, but several thousand people. Without their, any of their relatives or anyone that they're related to coming in and investigating this, like how is that even possible? It's just yeah. like what? So that to me was a little. That number is a little too high, you know. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. But he's very grateful that we've uh, busted open this uh, this criminal ring, mm -hmm. and uh, and he takes off. And then uh, there's a moment with Harry and the Doctor at the end where they both kind of smile oh, at each yeah. other. We're both and trying to walk of, out. Right. Yeah. yeah we we bump shoulders. Stop. He says you first. And I go, no, you first. And I let the doctor go. So mm -hmm. so that's that's a great resolution. Yeah. Fabulous yes. resolution. All the drama, all the conflict between the doctor and Harry. It's been squashed at this very yep. end. And it's uh it's a nice moment. I like it. Well, very nice moment. Mm -hmm. We go into Paris and uh, Torres quarters and Tom is watching old cartoons on his TV set. Yeah. By, uh, by eating his couch. Eating his popcorn, kind of giggling, laughing. Yeah, it's nice. I remember that. this scene. Do you? There was a long shot where I was supposed to be laughing at the cartoons. Yeah. 
And I remember I had to fake laugh for so long before <laughs> she finally came over. And every time we did it, you know, uh, take two, take three, take five, whatever. I was like, oh God, I hate fake laughing. <laughs> fake laughing. I can fake cry better than I can fake laugh. You should have had Ethan Phillips standing across from you uh, uh, off camera doing some funny weird stuff. That would have helped you. I don't know. I was watching it going, oh yeah, I remember. It's it's fake, <laughs> fake laughing. Yeah. But he's watching fake laughing yeah. and she's watching him. Fake from laughing. the distance and she comes over gives him a kiss he goes what, what's that for yeah and she's grateful for him taking care of her and then she even punches though, him. yes but she says for taking care of me even when you didn't know who i was that's important yeah. you have to say yeah. that and that punch was awesome i love and then she, she punched, punched me yeah i was like what was that for and she yeah. says Flir flirting with your customers yeah and he goes flirty was a victim of mind control <laughs> what can i say it was cute very cute very cute couple we go to the ready room. I just made a note here. Jeff and Jen, we were saying goodbye, but she has a lot of We're flat. actually not in the ready room. That's or incorrect. Her quarters we're in her quarters. Yeah. It's Janeway's quarters. Jaffin's in there and he sees she's everything. She's got a lot of flowers in there. Like there's, a, she's standing by a bonsai tree. There's flowers mm. on a desk. There's flowers mm. on a table. Yeah. I was like, did she get like celebration? Like, congratulations. You're back on the ship. Flowers. I don't know. There was a lot of flowers for <laughs> maybe. I couldn't figure out why. Maybe they were from Jaffin saying, you please know. come stay with me. I remember. Do you remember Kate used to, at the end of a day, if, if there were flowers in a scene, she would take them home. I remember them being in her trailer all the wow. time. No. And at the end of a night, if she was going home, she'd mm. have a, like a bouquet of flowers. Cause they'd, they'd order flowers for a scene. And mm. then once the scene was over, they would throw them out. And Kate was, she loved flowers in real life. And she would always have hmm. you know uh the display of flowers from that scene because if we shot two days in a row they'd have to get fresh flowers the next day i hadn't thought about that till i made the comment about so yeah. many flowers in the scene yeah and that's maybe why they put all the flowers in there because the props yeah. guys knew she loves flowers she'll give her a couple you know arrangements to take yeah home. yeah this is probably the most emotional scene for janeway uh in terms of emo like the emotions you've seen on with Janeway throughout the seven years have been when she's been emotional regarding her crew. Yeah. This is her emotions regarding her own life, which yeah. we never see. Yeah. And Jaffin's there saying, Oh, I can see why you'd rather live here. Cause of course her quarters are amazing. Um, yeah. But she does say, you know, I thought about um, offering you a job here. We could always use a, a, another skilled engineer, but it really wouldn't be appropriate. And no. he, you know, he catches on for, you to have relations with one of your crew he's like yeah mm -hmm. she's like yeah but you know he tells her that he's been promoted you know and uh something about someone acquiring workers illegally <laughs> shift mm -hmm. supervisors being fired shift supervisors who kind of look like baxter one of your crew members um so basically he makes that announcement she she says congrats you know you deserve it and um he hands her that uh plasma relay saying well i thought you might like this back to remind you of our time together and she's like no Aww. i don't i don't i don't need that i don't need any souvenirs and that's when they Aww. embrace and that tight close-up on her and she's got and a she, tear he's crying she's totally yeah. crying she's like oh, i'm gonna miss you mark i mean jaffin is what she's saying right <laughs> um but she's clearly clearly someone who fell very fast and deep for this individual yes. and yes. she can't and she realizes this is not 
this this has to end basically yeah. there's no way that this can continue yeah uh, so it's a very very sad scene uh, very sad scene yeah we go to the bridge next. Uh, you notice she sh- walks on the bridge even slower than normal. I yes. mean, because she's still dazed from Jaffin, I think. So yeah. I like well, how she played thing. the continuity of that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Harry says, Captain on the bridge. Everybody stands. She takes yeah. her seat. And Chakotay and Janeway talk for a minute. He's like, you sorry that you came back? She says, not for a second. And I wrote down. No, she says, he her. says, he says, are you sorry I showed up? Oh, Not that's that you right. came back, you know, and she goes, "Not for a second. Yeah, and you didn't believe her on that, huh? Okay. I did not. Wow. No. I think she really was happy without all the responsibility mm-hmm. and a simple mm-hmm. life and a yeah. relationship that felt good. And I guess when our memories are restored to our real life, we also remember the things that happen. like Janeway's going to remember Jaffin and all the things she that will. happened. She will. So it's not like you can erase that. So yeah. Yeah. You actually have the last line of the entire episode because she says, after not for a second, resume course, Mr. Paris. And you say, I, sir. Not yes, ma'am. Not yes, ma'am. Of yeah. the very rare sir to Janeway, which once in a while happens, but. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, didn't she even say in the pilot episode that she prefers ma'am? Ma'am will be fine or. Yeah, I ma'am think so. Is something. So the fact that I said I, sir, here was a thing. Was it code for something? Maybe? A code for like, it's more formal, like back to formalities. Ah, like there you your, go. Your, yeah. your womanness is not uh, uh, relevant here. Yeah. The, the, the human female woman experience, right. you know, that you right. had. Right isn't relevant you're back to captain you know what would have been funny responsibility when she, yes when she walked in on right after she walks off the turbo lift if harry got up and said catherine on the bridge because she did say just mm. call me catherine it would have been quite comical instead of it captain catherine yeah. on the bridge would have been comical all right what's your lesson from is it the same lesson pretty much from the first episode or um, do you do you pivot a little, a little bit, bit to something it, different pivot a little bit Okay. I feel like, you know, we all have fantasies of an alternate life, kind of like Janeway had this alternate life. Mm-hmm. It's never black and white, you know, mm-hmm. that one is not better or worse, or one's not good, one's not bad. Mm. It's just, they're different. They can be, be both have good qualities and bad qualities, both of them. You know, her life might've been good in some ways, but she wasn't truly herself down on that planet. She was happy, mm-hmm. but, but kind of, you know, naively happy because she didn't know who she truly was. She had mm-hmm. lost a lot of things. So it wasn't just all good down there. She'd mm-hmm. lost memories of her family, of her previous life. Yeah. So I guess the, my lesson is, you know, those kind of fantasies of having a different life for all of us can, can be both good and bad. It's not going to like solve all your problems. It's not going to make yeah. you, you know, everything perfect. So that's my lesson. What about or you? the grass isn't always greener on the other side yeah. kind of a yeah, thing, right? Because you're looking at... You're looking at keeping up with the with the Joneses next door, and you're thinking, mm-hmm. oh, their their life must be perfect. But hey, yeah. usually not so Nothing's much. Nothing's perfect. Right? No, Nothing's no. perfect. That's yeah. a good one. I like that yeah. one. Um, I would probably say my lesson from this app would be closer to: it takes bravery and courage to stand up against institutional wrongdoing. How's that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. to be a whistleblower to sort of to get up and say, hey. 
Caden has been doing this for thousands of people yeah. now. Yeah. And we're going to stop this ridiculousness and this mm-hmm. horrible, you know, uh, it's just not, you know, it's not yeah. fair what he did. He he, yeah. he took people's lives away from them. And yeah. to do that is is huge. Like so few people want to rock the boat these days. Mm-hmm. And so it just, you know, the lesson is it takes a lot of bravery and courage in order to to set things straight. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Good. Thanks. Ratings. Here we go. My rating. Yeah. I did not like this as much. Uh, it didn't have the fun. It didn't have the energy pace. A lot of this episode was really slow to me. Okay. And I and it, it lost me in its slow pace, okay. honestly. And um, I felt like even though there were some cool shots as a whole, I thought it was pretty meat and potatoes in the in terms of the way it was shot. So it, you know, there was a few cool shots in it for sure. I didn't see the shot that I remember uh, Roxanne talking about that panning up and down the thing. Oh. I, I never saw that shot. So I, my memory, maybe she was trying to, to put that shot in somewhere. She mm-hmm. may have even shot it, mm. but I, it's not in the cut. So Interesting. I, I don't know what happened to that. Okay. Okay. But anyway, all that said, Which... it, this was far less successful for me than the first one. I give this a 7.5. Wow. So you went from 9.5 to 7.5. I did. Yeah. I was, what did I give it? I think I gave it like a 8.2 or something maybe for last episode. And then uh, I think Admiral's and Captain's average rating was 7.9 maybe for the Mm -hmm. last episode. So I'm going to go from 8.2 or 3. I'll go to 8.8. So I'm going to knock it. What? I told you, I said, I like this one as good or better than the first one. So, all right, here we go. And because of the feels, because of the feels. Well, you may be right because the captain and admiral average rating for workforce part two is 8.2. Oh, it did go higher. Wow. So I went higher last week than the average and I went lower. Lower than the average this week. Yeah. I took a big swing on this one. You really did. You really did. I did. I did. Yeah, and in terms of pacing, I, you know, I know you felt it was slow, but for me, it it didn't bother it me. Slow, it, didn't put... it felt sort of plodding at times. It didn't have highs and lows in the way that the first oh, episode to me had wow. so many like romantic moments and sweet moments. Okay, and okay, dramatic moments too. You know, the drama of Tuvok's flashbacks and things was very dynamic. The the yeah. sweetness and romance of both the Paris Bolana and mm-hmm. and uh, Janeway Jaffin stories were very successful. And this one, it all felt a little more story-wise in the middle, just okay. kind of plot driven and plotting. Yeah. Anyway, we can agree to disagree. We can, as that. and as a two-parter, very successful all around. To me. Yeah. I think this may be my favorite two-parter. Thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of the Delta Flyers. Join us next week when Robbie and I will be recapping and discussing the episode Human Error. Great. Thanks, everybody. For all our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned. For-